The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Welcome in to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys in the SWBC studio. I'm Nicole Hutchison alongside the lovelies, Aisha Morrison, and Jess Navarez. Yeah, hello, lovelies. The coffee. You're so sweet. Yeah. The coffee's great. It's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> it bless. It's like it touches your. I'm not even a coffee person, but like the coffee here, like touches your soul. It really helps bring the energy back up a little bit. Well, do you put creamer in your coffee? Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, some people don't. So yeah, that's no. a little concerning. That's red flag behavior. If red somebody flag. just does not put anything in their coffee, yeah. red flag behavior. Then you would telling be you right throwing now. red flags like crazy in the military because I knew so many people that just drank it black and <sighs> I would just be like, gives yeah. me chills. I'm scared of y'all. Let mm. me stay away from you. It gives me no. chills to think about nothing in coffee. It Our producer, just Jazz, just said that she drinks black coffee. It makes sense. McJazzy. <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> We, we wish love that Jessie. they could hear love you, Jess. You, Jess. I know. We wish. We. <laughs> I really wish your your reaction was queued up. That was perfect. That's funny. Uh, man, guys, ladies. Sorry. It's okay. Um, tough day today. Mm-hmm. Um, with the news, Leighton Vander Esch being Fair. out for the season and yeah. possibly, well, also CJ Goodwin uh, without loss for the season, but possibility that Layden may not be able to continue his career uh one we're praying for him i'm praying for him um and his family because that's some tough news to grow through um yeah i mean what are what are y'all's thoughts with that um yeah i'll start with you this game is so unforgiving mm-hmm. and there's times like even today i was looking at film mm-hmm. and you just watch what they do and it's so normal to us but when you see the contact like continuously and just how physical so much this game is it's like it's crazy that these guys are you know doing this at a high level and we talk about it on this show so much the human element of this game Mm -hmm. and remembering that these are people and what happens during this this, during their tenure will affect them later on and so um very sad to see especially since we've seen Leighton from a rookie you know remember when he got drafted and everything and I think he proved a lot of people wrong in his play with you know coming in and having to play through having the initial injury Um, it's just it's tough it sucks to hear Um, but more than anything I am if this if that is the decision Mm -hmm. I'm proud of him Mm -hmm. for making that decision if when it when the time comes and because it takes a lot when you work your whole life for something the way they devote their Mm -hmm. bodies and their Mm -hmm. lives and then to have it ripped away in this way, it, it's disheartening, but uh, it's a part of the game. And I just really hope that he's able to, per, yeah. you know, to persevere and see what what else is out there for him, how he pivots and, and what, what mm-hmm. things look for him after this. Yeah, Layton's a guy that, like you said, Aisha, we it, it's in our generation to grow up watching, yeah, right? That's and such so a good way to put it. Starting starting as a fan, obviously, of the team and and watching Layton get drafted, and then seeing how explosive he was his rookie year, you just knew something was special about him. Um, 
And then now evolving into this new position in this new role here as, you know, a working journalist in the building and doing the podcast and getting to meet him and talk to him and yeah. uh, really transitioning, taking the fan cap off and putting the journalist hat on. I have even more respect for him than I did uh, beforehand because when he talks, he's just so intelligent, not just about football, life in general. Anything you talk to Leighton about, you're going to learn something out of the conversation. Um, I, I've had this heavy weight on my heart all day since uh, hearing the news because it's, it is so unfortunate that that could be the last time you see Leighton Van Der Esch take the field. Um, he deserves so much more. Than, than to go out in, in that way if that's what ends up happening. But also very proud of him. Um, and I've just tried to wrap my head around just he's 27 years old. Mm, yeah. His, uh, his wife is expecting. He has so much life ahead of him. So if that is the decision that is best for him, his wife, his family, um, then I respect the hell out of what he's done during his tenure here uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. So always heartbreaking to see because you can't you can't control injury you can't control it it's something he's persevered through since his time back in uh, Boise it was mm -hmm. Boise, State. Boise State and he's continued to persevere through it he's continued to push and push and what breaks my heart the most is I was reading um, some articles as I was writing them this morning but I was going back to training camp when I talked to him and um, it, it's just so sad because Mike had said during the summer this is the best shape Leighton has been in mm. since his tenure here oh, as you head coach. Um, Leighton has been on this upward climb. We talked about it, how Dan Quinn has made such a difference for his career. It's really sad, um, but it's, uh, it is it is sad, but I think his, his uh, fingerprints will be in what you see out of Damone Clark and those younger guys as well that come in. It's uh, it, It's special. To, to have Damone still in the building and, and working and um, taking what Layton taught him and putting it uh, to good use as well. And that's crazy because when I first got here, I didn't get a chance to, I think I got here only like a week before that happened. Yeah. Um, and so I only got to speak with him one time. And then after that, he got injured. Um, and so he hadn't really been able to been in the building. But you could just tell the impact from hearing Damone Clark talk that mm -hmm. Layton had. Um, on him and it just sucks because Layton's basically our age like I'm 26 you're the same age 30 like he's basically yeah. our age that's like us having to try and think about this like being a journalist being ripped apart ri ripped away from us been there. you know what I'm saying been yeah. there I really mean, on the other side of things I mean I I don't know what he's dealing with the yeah. neck injury but anything like I def I mean my military career was mm. cut short from injury and mm. I had to pivot too. So I I empathize and I mm. understand it just it happens so fast. Like sometimes it just happens so fast. And I mean you mentioned um the fact that one thing about Layden is he's so cerebral, he's so mm -hmm. smart. Maybe he maybe he has a career in coaching. Yeah, I mean, I would love just, to see I mean that. that's I'm I'm hoping that maybe that's something he pursues because one thing about this defense and even if Layden was a little slower or he was dealing with something, his diagnosing is what really set up a lot of the defense mm -hmm. defensive success. And we've heard the coaches talk about how even him not being on the field, you can still feel it because of his ability to read and, yeah. and to put guys in the right spot and yeah. things of that nature. So mm -hmm. um, just wishing the best for him. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's to your point. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. And I know, and I was in the military for, what, eight years. These guys have been playing football since they could mm -hmm. walk, most of them. Right. It's what they dream of doing. It's what they dream yeah. of doing. They put their whole lives 
to some extent they put their lives on the line. Let's just I yeah. mean when you look at it's it for a, what it yeah. is and with a neck injury things like that that's you know yeah. serious yeah. business. So it's, yeah. it's also just um, to see this. I hate to say full circle because I I hope. <laughs> I hope whatever he decides is something he's comfortable doing and that yeah. he's able to do. But um, talking to him at training camp, one of the best conversations that I will it, – and it's one of my favorite stories that I've done today, and I will hold on to it uh, forever mm. no matter what happens, is he talked about how Sean Lee came in mm. and really mentored him uh, as a younger player. Yeah. And Sean told him, you know, when it's your turn, you'll be the next guy up to do it. And guess what he did? He worked with Damone Clark yeah. through Damone's rehab. Um, Damone told me he was in there every day. Layton was in there every day with him during that rehab process that he went through last year. And then, uh, yeah, you, you kind of just see the circle of life continue of mm-hmm. um, the, the veteran leadership continuing kind of generation by generation in that linebacker room. So I think it's. It's special um, to see that Leighton continued that, and, and I'm, I have no doubt in my mind that Damone Clark will do the same thing because of that. Yeah. And with CJ, I mean, mm-hmm. let's not forget about yeah. him. Yeah. I do think <clears throat> CJ's been in this league a minute. He proved a crap ton of people wrong, earned his spot, became one of the best aces in the NFL. He's been so consistent, so reliable. Um, I just I don't want to discount his loss oh, as yeah. well. And, you know, maybe we see him back next year, but – I mean, this gentleman. I, I don't. I don't know how long CJ's been in the league. Eight, eight uh, years. Has it been eight? It's uh, eight years, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and to find like to find uh, a home. Yeah. You know, being a special teams um, specialist and, and playing the game how he does, he has so much value as well to this team. So, you know, we're gonna have to persevere. We we talk about you know next man up and those things, but this this it does it is a little heavy because yeah. of these guys being gentlemen that have mm-hmm. been here for quite some time so yeah right we gotta shake it off yeah and cj sorry real quick no, I, um it, it's just a, it's a tough day mm-hmm. it, it really like yeah. a, i've had a really heavy weight on my heart all day uh since hearing all of this but um cj is so smart i, I mean we we're talking about latent's intelligence cj's intelligence as well it takes a lot it takes so much there's so many logistics that when you really peel back all of the layers of what special teams is he has dedicated his career to mm-hmm. learning those logistics and making not just himself better, but being a good teammate and making everybody around yep. him better as well. And so um, I, I hate to see his season come to an end, too. He was somebody that I talked to a little bit more in the locker room this year and fantastic person, fantastic yeah. person, fantastic player. Everything you want in a player is C.J. Goodwin. Mm-hmm. And so uh, wishing him the best for this injury and, and the recovery ahead for him. And so hopefully uh, – it's not the last we see of C.J. Goodwin, um, but really still a, devsta- a devastating blow uh, to take all in one day. Yeah, uh, I believe he take he gets he go undergo surgery on Friday. I'm mm. not mistaken. So yeah, uh, praying for the best for him. Praying for the best for Layton, and um, hopefully it is not a career ending ending um, injury. Uh, but let's go ahead and move forward. Uh, let's talk about this offense, y'all. Mm-hmm. I know y'all love this offense because I'm loving the way this offense. Oh is yeah. Playing. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, you talk about, of course, the records. We talked about that yesterday being broken with CD, the way that Dak's been playing. Um, I mean, I guess you can say that the Giants was kind of a game that they should have been performing like that, oh, yeah, right? But, but you still have to give this team credit about the way that they have just constantly been improving the past couple of weeks. Four games, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
I think it starts with the offensive line. Uh, Mike McCarthy mm -hmm. mentioned that the protection is is improving uh, for several reasons. Yeah. We we called last week to have some instances where they helped out Terrence Steele. You saw that. I mean, Tony Pollard. For as much as people are complaining about his run ability and things of that nature, what he is doing in pass pro is incredible um, because his his awareness just seems up. And they, they did some things to kind of tight ends, running backs mm -hmm. to help out Terrence Steele and protection. Um, this run game saw some bright spots. Mm -hmm. Some yep. bright spots. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're still trying to... They're still trying to figure things out, but I'm kind of at a point with the offensive line where I'm like, if you're going to be complimentary in the run game, mm -hmm. but your aerial attack is where it's at, let's just let's yeah. just let's just call it what it is at this point because yeah. this offensive line um, is just not consistently winning the line of scrimmage, mm -hmm. and they're having a lot of trouble getting to like the second level. But that's partially because teams are loading the box. Yeah, they're daring you to do it. And the offensive line is having trouble getting the last guy, mm -hmm. which is I don't think that's what it's called, but I call him a robber. I know that that's not the the correct term, but that's what I look at them as because they stealing. Yeah, they stealing yards like they just <laughs> in there. You know, it's still your yards, please. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, really, it's, it's, this is offensive line is that they're having trouble getting the free player, getting to the second level consistently. But I will say mm -hmm. that Mike McCarthy is figuring out ways to run the ball at an efficient rate mm -hmm. and um, it's efficient enough yeah. to where they can get the play action involved and, and be productive in the pass. So you said yesterday the pass is setting up the run it is. And, and that's okay uh, for them to be able to do that. Usually it's the run sets up the pass. Yeah, but that's how it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're evolving. Okay. Right We're evolving. But with, with a West Coast offensive system, that's going <laughs> yeah. to be the case. That's the case. And, yeah. and that's the difference between, I think, mm -hmm. People forget that when you talk about the West Coast offense, it is set up for the passing game. It's not necessarily a run-heavy kind of offense. Mm -hmm. It can be yeah. if you build it up the right way, but I think people tend to forget that when they're analyzing what this offense has done so far this season, mm -hmm. especially when you're comparing it to a Kellen Moore run-heavy, one-two yeah. punch Fair. offensive scheme. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, uh, passing opening up the run game fantastic to see um but there are glimmers of hope in this run game there's yeah. there's a lot of glimmers of hope that should should get people excited because here's the thing the cowboys didn't do what they did on sunday against the giants it'd be a different mm. conversation Hello. if they had no run game people would be like oh pff, run game where is it it is definitely not in the room with that's yeah it's not in frisco it's not in texas like people would be freaking out uh, a little bit more so although people are saying are kind of discrediting this win for the Cowboys a little bit to say this is what they should have done yeah. wouldn't it say more about them if they didn't do it mm -hmm. I mean it's it's kind of frustrating that this team can go out and have a good win and they're still not given the credit that they deserve for yeah. the improvements that they clearly put into this win and yes they should have won this game but they wa also won this game within themselves by not creating self-inflicted wounds that they have been in weeks mm -hmm. past Fair. so the way I see this offense specifically is it does come down to the offensive line, Aisha. I'm glad you brought that up. But it also comes down to what you're scheming around here. And I think now they're in a point where they're kind of in this groove, especially Mike McCarthy and the play calling, to adjust and be able to scheme around what you know is kind of, uh, I don't want to say a weakness, but a drop-off point in your offense. So oh, yeah. that right side of the line, 
not going to really scheme the runs to go on that side. And yeah. that's kind of what you saw going back to this game. Uh, Tony Pollard, Rico Dowdle finding those holes on the left side of the line where the strength was yeah. uh, a little bit heavier than weeks prior. But that's not to say that right side of the line doesn't need to continue to kind of pick yeah. it, pick it up a little bit. They will. Terrence Steele giving him all the flowers he deserves for this game game. because a much better game improvement should make everybody excited for for what's to come. It kind of goes back to what Mike McCarthy was saying. They're starting to learn their personnel. Right. Right. They're starting to learn their personnel. And that's what he said maybe a couple of weeks ago is that in Green Bay, he knew his personnel very well. So now he's starting to see, okay. B. Cooks is that good vertical threat, right? He can do he can the crossers. Do he, he can, yes. Exactly. He's starting to see what what kind of runs Rico Dottle can do. And Tony Paul. So now they're starting to figure out um, what their personnel can do. And I think that's what's really skyrocketed this offense the past four games. And this offensive line, too. Um, I know Tyler Smith had told me that it kind of went back to behind the scenes with helping Terrence Steele still just build his confidence. So they've mm. really just been, like, yeah. talking him up. Talking him up. Um, to just really kind of get him through those bad couple of games. So that's kind of helped as well. No, and I'm so glad that you mentioned what you mentioned about Mike McCarthy saying mm-hmm. learning your personnel. Who, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Let me, I mean, yes. it's, it's funny. It spoke it's, to you. It's funny. <laughs> yes, it did. It did something for me because <laughs> a lot of coaches will say, no, this is my scheme. This is what we're going to do. Then figure it out. But to say, yeah. okay, let's. This Adjust. is what you do well. Mm-hmm. This is what you do well. Also, too, they've been. We talk about stealing. They've been stealing. Um, <laughs> Brian Schottenheimer mentioned in his presser that yeah, they looked around the league at the bye, mm-hmm. and since then the the Cowboys' motion has been up. The shifts, their motion, the things mm-hmm. they're doing last minute at the snap, spacing to help out spacing because that's been a problem mm-hmm. um, this season. Is that you see two wide receivers going in the same area, or you see guys mm-hmm. colliding and things like that. The spacing just helps open up those little bitty seams. Maybe it is to a Terrence Steele side, just to give him a little bit more time to um, engage. Sure. And so, yeah, the Cowboys rank, well, they rank eighth in shift in motion rate. Before, they were 14th. And now, um, I mean, even the bunch formations where yeah. they're winning in 11 personnel. 11 personnel is when you have three wide receivers, one tight end, and um, wait, 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 wait. You have one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers, right? <laughs> yes. So, yes, and what they're doing, they're doing bunch formations, mm-hmm. and they're lining up these guys. Like, so you'll see CD, um, you'll see CD, D, B Cooks, and, I don't know, Jalen Tolbert or whoever right next to each other. That's causing conflict, and that's making it hard for teams to beat you in man. And that's improvement, mm-hmm. because a lot of the start of the season was very stagnant at the line of scrimmage. It was like, you weren't ma- you were making it easier for defenses to know what you were doing mm-hmm. and it was easy for them to key in on your plays now they're incorporating some shifts some some motions some some of the jet sweeps some of those things and it's it's really opening up the offense i love seeing a coach that is okay with evolving yeah. and looking themselves in the mirror and be like hey bro this ain't working this ain't working <laughs> and it takes fortitude to do that yeah. and also too it sounds like they in shoddy said that they had good communication and discussions with the players mm-hmm. open door policy Something that we had in the military, and I can tell you, yep. it saves lives on that side. But And I'm sure that in football, it definitely opens up the conversation for improvement. So I'm glad that the players have input yep. in this in this offense because you're kind of starting to see that input um, open up this, this passing game specifically. I'm like, we passing the ball downfield. Like, 
20 yards. I mean, it's it's the truth. Remember at the beginning of the season, we were like, where is the big play? Where is the yeah. downfield threat? Where is the explosion? Where is the, I mean, we was yep. pissed. Yeah. And I kept asking, where's the big play? Is it in the room with us? <laughs> and you was, and she, did, she said, I don't know where it is. So, yeah. can't see it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> see it now. It's yeah, right I think the, the improvements that they're making are mm-hmm. kind of, they fill in what, what the rest of the NFL is doing. Yeah. Which is great. And it also, too, I, I, I hope that in practice it allows your defense to get a feel, too, of kind of how offenses in the league are playing things, too, with the crossers, the deep crossers, over routes, all that stuff. Those are the things that your defense struggles with. Hey, man, mm-hmm. hit that mess in practice. Get some practice because it's not things that they were doing schematically um, last year, really. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm okay with the improvements. I think this is our identity now. What yeah. do y'all think? I think it is. I think this is the identity. You run – Situationally and efficiently, but we are an aerial attack yeah. with a complementary run game. What do you guys think? I think it is. I think this is the identity that they were trying to figure out in the first couple of weeks, but they just, again, it goes back to not knowing what your personnel can do. Um, and now that you have 10 weeks under your belt, I hope you would have and know your personnel by now. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it takes time. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. I, I hope, hope so. so. <laughs> But no, like, I mean, 10 weeks into the season, I would hope you know uh, what your guys can do. And and now now you just take advantage of staying on. Like, when you're playing games like the Panthers and the Giants, you just keep at it. So it prepares you for those games against the Bills, the Eagles. And, Mm. you know, so it, it just builds that confidence. And I think that that's where they're at right now, just building that confidence to know that, hey, this is our identity. We're going to go out and make sure we display that every game. Yeah, and I also want to point out, too, a, a couple of factors that go into that. September football is very different than October and November, <laughs> Baby, December it's football. It's preseason. It pretty yeah. much is, and, and <laughs> goes to my next point. You didn't have a preseason from your starting personnel. Um, your, your younger guys do, which is why they gain their footing, I, I believe, a little bit quiz, quicker than the veterans did. There's nothing wrong with that. Look, if it means that they're healthy by the end of the season – I'm cool with sitting starters for preseason. I really am. But then you go back to the schedule. And let's take a little trip in memory, uh, a trip to memory lane back to the first couple of weeks. The Giants, uh, obviously away. And then you had, uh, that was your rain game. So remember, you're not going to see anything really with a rain game to play it safe week one of the season. So you weren't going to see anything there. The Jets, also a little bit of a weird opponent. The Cardinals, was the first setback, we'll call it, uh, of the season. You had the Patriots, another high. And then, of course, the 49ers game came. It was another bit of a low uh, there as well. And then from there, that bye week was so crucial for what you're seeing now with this Dallas Cowboys team. We were talking about it back then. This bye week couldn't couldn't come at a better time in terms of injury. Looking back and, and seeing it in hindsight, it couldn't have come bet- at a better time for the meetings and discussions that need to be Absolutely. had to project this team to what you're starting to see now. Um, so, yeah, I think you're you're seeing a shift in identity, and that's okay, but we got to let it go. We got to yep. let go what you think the Cowboys offense is, and you have to accept <laughs> yeah. what it actually is now because they're two different things, and that's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. 
Pepsi, baby. The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Experience the most electrifying event of the holiday season, Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza, powered by Reliant. Every Friday and Saturday night from November 17th through December 16th, Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza ignites the star in Frisco with an unforgettable holiday performance, showcasing 65 performers, including the world-renowned Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, Santa Claus, and appearances from your favorite Dallas Cowboys heroes. Visit thestardistrict.com for more information. Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm excited. That'll be fun. It look it's yeah. the tree's up outside of the Ford Center. Yeah, you haven't been uh, here yet yeah. in Frisco. The tree is up. It is beautiful, and it looks like a. I'm gonna say it looks like holiday season. Doesn't necessarily feel like that when it's 75 degrees here in yeah. Frisco. But well, definitely we do what we season. can. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And today, um, of course, the Cowboys players went to the Salvation Army mm-hmm. and um, gave back. It was so cool to see those guys like smiling. They love and so yeah. Happy to give. Uh, you know, feed families and Michael Gallup. It was actually his first time doing it, so like, he was all smiles. He was all oh, smiles. he loves yeah. that. He loves that. It's so. sorry, I know no, I'm not fine. talking about you're offense, fine. but uh, sorry, I was listening back to my interview. <laughs> you have to I, was apologize. Trying, I was trying to figure out where I was uh, going to start with this. I was listening back to my interview with MG this morning, mm-hmm. uh, post post game on Sunday. Yeah, and this this guy, I asked him. How are you feeling right now? What is your excitement level? He said, it's not even, the first thing he tells me, it's not even about getting inside the box. It's about hearing that crowd cheer and seeing my brothers eat. Mm. So that's that's the first thing MG said after a rejuvenating game for him. That wasn't what he was even thinking about. So just reminded me to see. I love that yeah. guy. He's great. Fantastic player. Great. Fantastic person. We stand MG. Yes. We also stand DK. Wait, wow, I'm so <laughs> slow. <laughs> DP. <laughs> so that was a slow moment for me. And I was thinking Dak, but I was like, that slow moment, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I sure was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, DK, who is that? Yeah, like, I know we're in Texas, but baby, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Sorry. I'm sorry. So you that know, was Texas like, be there. I didn't even play about that. that. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I got I nervous. I didn't even think Dr. Like, Pepper. She wanted <laughs> 
We're gonna let me make it today, please. It's okay. Wow. Because I was thinking Dak in my head. DP. <laughs> D- DP. Dak Prescott. The DK just came to my head. I love Anyways, that. It's okay. Lord We're... forgive me. Um, <laughs> DP. We stay in DP uh, on a four-game roll. His 10th 400-passing-yard game. Um, the only, I think now he's one of two since 2018. That's the other guys, uh, Patrick Mahomes, who have thrown for 10 um, 400 part 400 yard passing games in their career, so pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he's in the MVP discussion. Oh yeah, if he playing like this, man. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter who you play against when you're as efficient as he's been. But I I wrote down like we talked about the offensive line. QB is very aware of their offensive mm-hmm. line. QB is very aware of the offensive line. He's shifting pressure. Yep. He's communicating at the line. But the way that he's feeling mm. pressure in the pocket and escaping, and it's so it's so sudden. And I think that's something we haven't seen from him in a while is, like, obviously him adding the mobility to his game again. I can't, I can't even explain how much it makes me happy to see him playing in this mode again because I think a lot of people didn't know if he was going to be able to do it again after the ankle injury and mm-hmm. just kind of how things happened with him. Yo, like, if you're getting this Dak where he's feeling the game and he's able to take some contact sometimes and he's rolling out the pocket, with this offensive line not not still still trying to figure out it's gelling and stuff, especially in pass pro, the way that he's evading pressure and making big things happen, looking downfield, because that's another thing, too. He's looking to push the ball downfield, yeah. and that's something that, again, we've been kind of looking for, so... It's no mistake he has a good deep ball. We've been known that. We just ain't seen it consistently. So, I mean, to your point, the quarterback is playing really good football right yeah. now. He's making people around him better even in the process. Mm-hmm. And um, he is also very aware of this offensive line and how to maneuver this offensive line right yeah. now. And I think that that um, is important. It's important. It's going to be important to your success moving forward. So, yeah. he's uh, he's balling, dude. I was watching him this morning. And I was like, that's how you feel, boss? Yeah. Like, some of these passes to C.D. Lamb are just, like... I, I was just thinking the insane. word to me it comes to mind is, like, he's making arrogant passes. Not, like, bad arrogant. Yeah. Like, he's just, like... It's like Velcro. It's like they're, it's like a Velcro yeah. rope or something, like, to where the ball... <laughs> I mean, C.D. had a C.D. had a catch. I really wish you guys could have seen that. What is that? I don't know that's, what that was. That's Velcro. It's like, Velcro. Oh, okay. <laughs> But CD had a catch where he was like low to the ground what? and he positioned. Oh no, I'm I'm so tired. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. No, that's okay. Um, but yeah, CD had a play where he was positioned like low to the ground and he kind of contorted his body and made yeah. the grab. And it's I mean it's it's like shoestring type stuff. I mean they're yeah. playing at a high level, but the connection of Brandon <clears throat> Cooks I think is gonna is obviously gonna be important moving forward. Yeah. I feel like their rhythm and their flow getting together like their chemistry I, I felt like we saw some of the stuff you saw at training camp I know you saw at training camp where they were just on the money connected you kind of yep. seeing that connection kind of come to fruition it's going to be real important as the season goes on yeah. is for it to continue for it to not just be a Giants game for it to continue to be a thing where he's implemented in this offense consistently yeah 38 points per game since the bye week Mercy. Cha-ching. Mm. Um, As far as Dak, you want to talk about a quarterback that takes total control and command of his offense and every aspect of it around him. Mm -hmm. It's Dak Prescott. That is exactly what he's doing is he has completely – it's fascinating to see because, again, you talk about the longest tenured quarterback now in the (laughs) NFC – um, and you forget that, right? You, you really that was do. Drafted by this team. Let's just also throw it out. Correct. There. Mm. 
Mm. Mm. Ooh, little, that was little extra layer there. Uh, spitting bars over here, Nicole. <laughs> and uh, you, you don't rarely see, or you rarely see, I should say, should say an eight-year veteran step up their game in the way that Dak <clears throat> Prescott is. That I don't want to say late in their career, but continuing to improve that late. This is about the time. Yeah. It's about yeah. The time. You usually see what you're going to see from your eight-year veteran quarterback on a consistent basis at this point. Mm-hmm. What I really appreciate about Dak's game is he's continued to step it up and challenge himself to overcome <clears throat> every single bit of adversity within his football career, his life his life in general. We, we know um, his story and how amazing that is, but how you're eight years into your into your career – And the missing ingredient was Dak being more mobile. And given we understand why he wasn't post-ankle injury, we we understand that. Mm -hmm. But him saying, I'm fearless, I'm not going to let that really mess with my mind. And you're seeing a whole Dak Prescott that's really just, it sounds simple, he's going out there and he's just playing. He's just playing his best football. He's trusting his guys around him. I think that's such a big part of it. He's trusting CD. He trusts trusts Brandon Cooks. He trusts even this offensive line. And what I really appreciate about Dak's game is there's no... It's a play-by-play thing with him because given there's been some dropped passes and things like that, he still gives his guys a shot because he knows that they're capable of doing what he sees them do. So a leader, continue to see it, and uh, just really, really excited for what December football will look like for Dak Prescott. How long do you feel like this offense can keep up this play consistently? Do you feel like this is a hey, you know, we're only going to do this on the games that we should win, or do you all believe that they have the capability to do this on the big stages? I mean, quite honestly, minus those two penalties against Philly Mm -hmm. at the end, they -hmm. took it to them in their house. Yeah. You know, I felt like this offense was was efficient even in that game and some of the things that they did. So, I mean, I'm not saying that Philly's – Secondary's yeah, that yeah, good, yeah. but still, I mean, when you talk about the big stage, can they play well? They played well. It, it fell apart at the end with the penalties and mm-hmm. stuff. So you're asking for that stuff to be cleaned up. But as far as like the ability, yeah, yeah, I mean, if this offensive line can protect these raw receivers, are going to play for their quarterback. Yep. And I mean, we got a sprinkle. We've seen a sprinkle of Jalen Brooks. We've seen yeah. a sprinkle of uh, Tolbert. of Tolbert. Tolbert. Uh, we don't know when Turpin's coming back, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Just- Hello, you have me. you have quite <laughs> a few weapons at your disposal <laughs> yeah. that you can use in the passing game. So to me, if they're going to keep scheming it the way that they're scheming it, but also it's again, it's up to the offensive line. If they're, if they're going to pass protect as mm-hmm. well as they've been kind of showing they can, yeah. Um, yeah, man, like I think that we can expect to see this this offense continue to do a lot through the air. And then the the run game is just a compliment. At yeah. This yeah, I was right going to say, too, that's why you wanted to see the run game be established this week. So that way you can rely on it a little bit more in maybe unfavorable matchups where the passing game is going to have to take a little tick down because of weather or because mm-hmm. of temperature, air temperature, anything because of unfavorable matchups. I mean, there's mm-hmm. many factors that could go into taking a tick down in your <clears throat> in your passing game for, for Dak Prescott in these matchups going forward. Um not saying he's afraid of a challenge. He's definitely not. But if it makes more sense to run in these games, then you know you have a solid run game. And that's why I think it was just so important to saw the 168 rushing yards from Rico and Tony and saw a little bit of Deuce in there and and just overall in this last game, getting your footing and understanding that's the first step we're going to take to establish it a little more. 
I love that. So excited to see uh, a little bit more of uh, Tony and Rico. One, yeah. two, punch. Oop. Yeah. Okay. I think that it's going to just take them to get that one big game I, win, I, and then it's wrapped after oh, that. Oh, absolutely. And then with the yeah. – Mike McCarthy mentioned that I feel like regardless <laughs> if the Panthers are bad or not, the Cowboys need to win on the road. They do. It gives them that great momentum they, heading into the next year. So next to your games. point, yeah, I, I believe, like, they need to establish – confidence in being able to win on the mm-hmm. road this year they were yep. pretty good on the run last on the road last year i felt like so hostile environments is is you against the whole world yep. at that point like i'm looking yeah. for them to this next game establish winning mm-hmm. on the road because again i think some of it sometimes can be mental i think yeah. sometimes yeah. there can be lapses and they've been the most penalized mm-hmm. on the road so to me I why i mean sus well I um, mm. it, but even in the run game this week, I will say, <laughs> man, Dexter Lawrence is just a bulldozer, yeah. dude. They yeah. had they had to, and even though I know people look at the Giants and be like, oh, it's favorable, whatever the case may be. Dexter Lawrence, dog, <laughs> the way that he took double teams and triple teams sometimes, and still gave it, he's just that guy. So they did have some adversity mm. running the ball. Yeah. It wasn't easy in any way, shape, or form because they do have some guys that can be disruptive in that mm-hmm. on that Giants defensive line. So I just wanted to say that. No, you're fine. Looking ahead at the schedule, though, yeah. so they have the Panthers on Sunday and then three straight primetime games yep. after that. Of course. Um, of course. So you yeah. have a Thursday night Thanksgiving <laughs> yep. against the Commanders, a Thursday night again uh, against the Seahawks, yep. and then – or no, That's excuse me. 30th, right? Th- uh, yes. Yeah. And then you have – the Eagles again right after that. They're so tenth, uh, December tenth. Yes, yeah. at eight twenty p.m. It's Eastern about to get time. serious. And then they have the Lions then, after that, right? And then you have the Bills. Or am I crazy? The Dolphins, the they Lions, mean, yeah. and then the Commanders again. But yeah. we talked about this, and and we talked about this after the Philly losses. The Eagles also don't have an easy schedule right now either. So week ten, they had their bye week. They'll play the Chiefs this week. The Bills, mm. the Niners, and then the Cowboys. If you go back to watch kind mm. of how banged up the Cowboys were post-San Francisco and a big push to why they needed that bye week to get healthy, it will be interesting to see how the Eagles come, how out, of the Eagles come out of that game to go into that December 10th game against the Cowboys. Because, look, mm. if all plays in the Cowboys' favor here, Philly could see a... Well, they could see some losses here in the next couple of weeks. And there's no update status on Jalen either. They're not going to say not it. They're not going to say, say it. Course, it's a bi- but and it's also, a bi- he's coming too. out of the bye week, so yeah, he's he's yeah. going to feel fresh. I, he's going to feel fresh, but I, mm. I don't know, guys. It's just, uh, we got yeah. just. I want them to just go play ball, yeah. and just let the NFC fall how it does. Because baby, last year I believe it went to week, week sixteen. Mm-hmm. It went that all we still the way to the didn't end. know who was going to be the number one seed. So for me, and even with the Cowboys, if they can establish one home game, I I, I would even be. I would take an that. away game. Yeah, oh, one home game. In the playoffs, oh, you can establish, oh. you can get one. At Sorry, least. Yeah, yeah, my brain was. No, okay. Okay. I thought you were talking about like winning one on the road. I was oh, like, yeah, oh, okay. we want I more said than DK one. Earlier, so we're both. It's okay. It's like, <laughs> no, but no, I'm looking at. Um, dang, we didn't even talk about the defense. But dang, I just, uh, I think that yeah. uh, what what's to your point, this next part of the schedule is going to be important. But baby, if looking at that schedule, mm-hmm. depending on how they're going to either going to be battle tested, yeah, or they're going to be 
dinged up. So it's like, hey man, let's 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 be battle tested. They're gonna experience mm-hmm. a lot of different types of schemes and yeah. looks and defenses and fronts. They'll be prepared for the playoffs with yeah. the schedule. And that's one that's one reason why I'm not like crying about it because it is a good I think it's so many various teams on there that you're gonna see that in preparation to mm-hmm. the playoffs, they'll have some experience. So yeah man, like it's about to get real, y'all. Yeah. It's about to get real. It's about to get Ooh. cold. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully here in Frisco it gets cold because <laughs> oh it's not God, feeling sorry. like winter. Y'all, y'all both got tight when I said that. We're going to take a break real quick. You're watching Girls Talk Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. <laughs> At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. where the family holiday photo with Santa at the Star presented by Monument Realty. Santa Claus will be at his Cowboys-themed Christmas cottage in the Star District from November 17th through December 24th. Book your visit before December 9th and save $5 with code STAR5. Visit thestardistrict.com slash Santa for more info. Save $5. You know how I feel about that. Anything free or anything save money. I love it. Oh, same. Cha-ching. Same. We love that. All right, y'all, real quick. Oh, not real quick, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> My bad. Okay, so uh, I know <clears throat> Mike McCarthy actually talked yesterday about the personnel decision they have to make. Um, and mm. uh, that linebacker? Uh, we got a chance to see Rashawn Evans play, get his first start. But he's already been elevated three times. Um, what do you feel the Cowboys should do within that re- I'm, your face whoa. Listening. I'm like whoa i'm gonna finish your question oh what do y'all feel the cowboys should do in that room because you had damone clark of course playing behind leighton vanderesh um filling in that spot then marquise bell playing like an offside off ball linebacker so there's a lot of pieces going on <laughs> yo your face i'm sorry what i just don't they ain't got no choice yeah yeah right no. I mean, I, I did like a few of the run stops I saw from him, and it sounds like, you know, Dan Quinn and those guys talked about that was the plan for him to get mm-hmm. more snaps and stuff because, um, I mean, I, I yeah, again, I just don't know if you have a choice at this point where you are in the season and the depth at linebacker. Um, you, you might have to go ahead and do that anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think he'll fit. Uh, I think he'll fit. Um, and the few snaps that I did watch from him, I mean, he filled. Yeah. He looked decisive. He looked fast. He looked fine. So I think it's more so just the ramp up like they talk about and really kind of incorporating him into mm-hmm. the defense. I, but, baby, you need a linebacker because when they put Devin Harper, <laughs> when they when they, when they they 
put Devin Harper out there. They yeah. waived him. I don't think they expected for anyone to pick him up in Cincinnati. Yeah. Was like, who's that? <laughs> who's that over there? Dibs. Let's let's get him over here. Yeah. And that really put a damper to me on a lot of your linebacker depth. Obviously, freaking Demarvion Overshone mm. can't plan for ACL. Wishing him the best, but Bebe. Yeah. Do they have a choice? <laughs> Do you no. think they have a choice? Especially with the latent news. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you're not you really. Have to. I, and that's no shade to him. It's just, it's interesting to go back in, in context to yesterday before we knew anything about Leighton, really, yeah. and kind of Mike McCarthy having this discussion saying, we have some decisions to make. But then you also can peel that back a layer to say, well, is that why they elevated again? elevated him again for the third time as kind of your make or break tryout moment that's what i I mean i mean and it could be like hey how did you perform right now because we kind of are seeing the tea leaves come to fruition for Leighton at that point and i'm just speculating here. there's no yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no No official news no weight in what i'm saying at all i'm i'm just saying the tea leaves kind of shook out to me it seemed like this was his tryout game Mm. for that spot because again, it's not something that you're just given here. Whether they're short uh, or short in depth in, in that room or not, he had to earn it. He, yeah, he has to yeah. earn that position. He has to earn those snaps. He has to earn that playtime. So um, that's kind of what it it seems like to me. Looking back uh, now, knowing what we know now, but yeah, look, it, they have to figure something out. They have uh, a long season to go. Yeah. You officially can't wait to to see what the news is for Leighton you know now Mm -hmm. and um you you have to plan accordingly which I don't I I don't think they waited until this moment to do that yeah I I mean this this constant conversation constant communication with that side of the building so um I think you'll see more of him hopefully I we don't know but I you need the depth well I mean you want the linebackers (laughs) to be playing well because you don't want to also to um You don't want to, what is a, I don't know, what, I'll say the DTs have been playing well. Uh, Jonathan Hankins, saw Mozzie Smith Hank. do some things. Uh, Neville Gallimore might have had his best game yeah. that we've seen him had in a minute. You mean you want him to ha- give you Gallimore? Please. Please. <laughs> Chauncey you Goldston was involved in the run game. <laughs> and with these DTs kind of playing the way that they're playing, you know, and, and making things difficult for the running backs, um, mm-hmm. I feel like, now you know I'm working. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that the uh the linebacker play and as what it's been so far is 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 definitely benefited yeah. from the DT play yeah. being better. Um I was looking up a stat talking to my guy Skywalker Steele. We talked about the run defense overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last year the Cowboys last they allowed 4.4 yards a carry last year. This year they're down to 3.6. Mm-hmm. So there has been a conservative effort, as Mike McCarthy said, to stop the run. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to do with your DTs allowing your linebackers to play free. Yeah. I'm really like, yo, whoever is going to be in their linebacker, we need them to be aggressive yeah. and feel with certainty when these when these uh, DTs are holding up these double teams and stuff. So whoever him is, him, mm. him better come play. Let's go. All right. Yep. Well, All right, well, let's just, I guess. Please. Literally, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. We're going to talk about this matchup starting tomorrow. But that'll do it for today's episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented mm. by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll see y'all tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!